and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Top UFO Stories of 2019. I found this article on foxnews.com, and it begins, it says, 2019 was a big year for UFO coverage, ranging from the U.S. Navy acknowledging for the first time that leaked videos were real to former and current politicians weighing in on what the military knows and a wave of people attempting to storm Area 51. No one can say for certain life exists outside of this planet, but the public's interest levels in the subject have likely never been higher. The article goes on. First quarter, January saw the release of newly declassified documents from the Pentagon that revealed the Department of Defense-funded projects that investigated UFOs, wormholes, alternative dimensions, and a host of other subjects that are often the topics of conspiracy theorists. Excuse me, one minute please. Conspiracy theorist? Are you kidding me? Department of Defense <clears throat> funded projects that investigated UFOs, wormholes, alternate dimensions, and a host of other subjects. <laughs> I'm not sure, man, but I'm not sure who the conspiracy theorists are here. If there's a conspiracy theory... It is the conspiracy to cover up UFO data, metadata, and information. It is the conspiracy to not disclose. The article goes on. The Defense Intelligence Agency released 38 research titles on January 18th. This is 38 separate reports, kids. Following a Freedom of Information Act request from Stephen Alford, Director of the Federation of American Scientists Project on Government Secrecy, the research was funded by the Department of Defense under its Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP. Now, if ATIP sounds familiar, you can simply go back and look at a number of our podcasts. The former head of ATIP, allegedly, now works for Tom DeLonge's group, to the Academy of Stars, the connections just go on and on and on. The article continues. The existence of ATIP was initially described by the New York Times and Political in 2017. Now when I hear that it was initially described by the New York Times and Politico, my warning bells go off. These are two left-wing news outlets close very close, in my opinion, to the deep state. And we see this pattern over and over of them getting the story. Whether it was former FBI director Jim Comey sharing with the uh, a friend of his who then published his, uh, his negative opinions toward Donald Trump, or whether it is the constant onslaught of negativity that we see toward a sitting group of politicians on the other side of the aisle. Anything I hear from Politico or New York Times, I'm automatically suspect toward just because I see how they cover every single story they come across. So why should I trust them about something they print about the UFO phenomena or a secret government study that's been put in place to study UFOs? It says, the existence of ATIP was initially, was initially described by the New York Times and Politico in 2017. It was subsequently reported by Fox News and a number of other news outlets that the Pentagon 
had secretly set up a program to investigate UFOs at the request of former Senator Harry Reid, Democrat, Nevada. Also, keep in mind, Harry Reid was instrumental in the funding of um, Bob Bigelow and I believe NIDS. You can go back and look that up. But there's a lot of this. It almost looks like uh, self-serving motives when it comes to funding UFO research. And you can see a dangerous trend where UFO funding has been privatized and monetized from the government to private organizations. And the problem with that is you can't get a FOIA request. They don't have to respond to this FOIA request. So once that UFO research falls into the hands of private organizations, it's theirs. It becomes proprietary. I see this as an extremely dangerous trend and something that we saw happen over and over again. And we saw it being exposed throughout 2019. Now the article goes on. It says a Pentagon spokesman said the UFO program ended in 2012, though the New York Times said the Defense Department still investigates potential episodes of unidentified flying objects. Why, well, certainly would hope that they do. Second quarter, several months later, the U.S. Navy announced it was drafting new guidelines for pilots and other employees to report encounters with unidentified aircraft. There have been a number of reports of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled ranges and designated airspace in recent years, the Navy said in an April statement to Politico, which first reported the move. For safety and security concerns, the Navy and the U.S. Air Force takes these reports very seriously and investigates each and every report. As part of its effort, it told Politico, the Navy is updating and formalizing the process by which reports of any such suspended incursions can be made to the cognizant authorities a new message to the fleet that will detail the steps for reporting and draft. The Navy also said it's taking more proactive approach is taking a more proactive approach in briefing lawmakers, including several senators who were briefed in June. Well that's amazing because remember we had I believe it was Representative Walker who was complaining publicly that he had asked the Navy uh, for information regarding the uh, Tic Tac UFOs. And they just totally stonewalled him. You can go back and look at one of the podcasts on that too, Representative Walker. The Department of Defense is always concerned about maintaining positive identification of all aircraft in our operating environment, as well as identifying any foreign capability that may be a threat to home to the homeland, spokesman Christopher Sherwood told the New York Post in May. The department will continue to investigate through normal procedures, reports of unidentified aircraft encountered by UF military aviators in order to ensure defense of the homeland and protect against strategic surprise by our nation's adversaries. I have to tell you, I really don't like this use of the word homeland. It takes me back to some kind of this crazy... I mean, I hate to say it, but it reminds me of some of this crazy Nazi stuff that you would hear about, or crazy Stalin's term you would hear about homeland. I do not like that. I never heard the founding fathers talk about the homeland, okay? They should just use a legal clinical definition here. 
within the borders of within the borders of the United States or where, whatever active uh, military theater that, that that they happen to be in. It's just one more way that the that the powers that be are constantly changing and tweaking the narrative to control our thoughts and our perceptions. It goes on. Former Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence Christopher Mellon told Fox and Friends in May. The Navy has a right to be concerned about unexplained sightings. We know that UFOs exist. This is no longer an issue, said Mellon, who has written on the topic and is associated with the History Channel series Unidentified. At the time, the issue is, why are they here? Where are they coming from? And what is the technology behind these devices that we are observing? Well, from my perspective... How do we even know that they are devices? We haven't even determined that yet. Maybe some of them are. But a lot of these things don't appear to be devices in the way that we think of as devices at all. They have a lot more call have a lot more in common with uh, ball lightning than they do a uh, US fighter jet. It goes on. They were there are, there are indications, Mellon said, that the objects reported by Navy pilots in 2014 and 2015 mentioned in the New York Times report were doing things that aren't possible in this physical realm. Well, you can say that again. The speeds that were reported, about 5,000 miles per hour, according to Mellon, were only sustainable for about an hour by an aircraft in the air, and these objects would be flying around all day long, the pilots said. He goes on and says, Pilots observing these craft are absolutely mystified, and that comes through clearly in their public statements, Mellon continued. In June 2019, Reed, now retired, expressed his desire for lawmakers to hold public hearings into what the military knows. They would be surprised how the American people would accept it, he said during a wide-ranging interview with Nevada Radio with a Nevada radio station, people from their individual states would accept it. Now we go on to the third quarter. It says, What started as an internet joke in July 10th to see them aliens turned into a headline-grabbing storm Area 51 event in September. Although more than 2 million people signed up on Facebook saying they would attend the viral phenomena event, a motley group of about 100 alien chasers converged on the back gate of the secret site early September 20th, according to Las Vegas Review-Journal. Only a few people were arrested. People came from all over the world to attend the viral event, which generated security concerns and garnered global attention. We figure Mars needs women, so we're here to. So we're here if they want to beam us up, one woman told Fox News in September. Yeah, I think we could have left that story out. Uh, a lot of it was just silliness and stupidity. But Fox felt like they needed to print it here. Okay, on to the fourth quarter. It says Americans said in September in a September Gallup poll, they were becoming increasingly skeptical that the government knows more than it is letting on as it pertains to UFOs, and an ex-punk rocker may be the one who opens the proverbial Pandora's box. A spokesman for To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science (TTSA) co-founded. By former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge told the New York Times 
in September that it certainly had obtained exotic material samples from UFOs, but no further details were given at that time. And man, that paragraph right there leads to a lot of questions. First off, where did they get the materials from? What are they doing with these materials? And should we, really, should the world trust a former punk rock singer? Well, I guess they call him punk rock. Should they trust this cat with a bunch of UFO material? When we've already talked about how uh, important these exotic materials can be, how much, how much wealth can be generated just from the recipe from these things. I mean, is this something that we want to trust some random guy off the street with? The article goes on. Later that month, the, UF, the U.S. Navy acknowledged that three UFO videos that were released by former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge and published by the New York Times are of real unidentified objects. Personally, I have a major, major issue with this. What in the world is Tom DeLonge, a private citizen, doing with these UFO videos taken from U.S. Navy fighter pilots' cockpit cameras? How did he get them? Why is he so special? And can you see this repeated connection between the New York, the New York Times, a newspaper that undeniably just seems to hate Donald Trump, seems to despise rural America and anybody of a conservative bent. They are left-wing to the core. Just read. Just, just read the paper. It is a one-sided paper, in my opinion. Why did they suddenly? Why are they suddenly in possession of this valuable data? This this earth-shattering data that the Navy says yes, UFOs exist. So why was the New York the New York Times and a former rock band leader chosen to reveal this? Why not put it on Coast to Coast AM? Why not put up a public website? Why not give it to MUFON and Norfolk? Why were these guys chosen? And why was Tom DeLong allowed to splatter the watermark of his company all over these videos? Can I please watch one of these videos without having to see that giant, obnoxious TTSA watermark stuck in a corner of this video? Can I do that? Since this video originated as taxpayer property, can somebody explain to me why Tom DeLong was allowed to monetize taxpayer property? It's like a squatter or something just shows up at your house and says, hey, this is mine. Listen, this is an obnoxious development in the UFO investigative phenomena. This is not good. This is not a good thing. The article goes on and it says, The Navy considers the phenomena contained depicted in these three videos as identified by Navy spokesman Joseph Gratisher told the Black Vault, a website dedicated to declassified government documents. Well, we've got the Black Vault. Why didn't the Black Vault get these videos? I'm pretty sure they could have posted them without that obnoxious watermark. The article goes on. It says the Navy. It says the Navy considers the phenomena contained depicted in those three videos as unidentified. Navy spokesman Jovis, 
Joseph Gratisher told the Black Vault, a website dedicated to declassified documents. Gratisher, Gratisher added that the unidentified aerial phenomena terminology is used. Okay, unidentified aerial phenomena. This is another thing that irritates me to no end. They're trying to control the narrative. We've talked about this a hundred times. Unidentified aerial phenomena. You know what? Unidentified flying object works just fine. We don't need to change the terms here. But they say they use this terminology because it provides the basic descriptor for the sightings, observations of unauthorized, unidentified aircraft objects that have been observed entering, operating in airspace of various military-controlled training ranges. Well, if they're militarily controlled, then why are they just coming in and out of your range like you mean nothing to them? That's what I have to say. And if you haven't got the power to control these things, why in the world would you think you had the power to name them? The videos in question, known as FLIR-1, Gimbal, and GoFast, were originally released to the New York Times and to the TTSA. Excuse me, why? I mean, could these incurious authors take five minutes of their time and just ask a simple question? Why did the New York Times get these videos? Why did Tom DeLong and the TTSA get those videos? Why couldn't the government have just posted them on a random website like NASA does? Really? The first video of the unidentified object was taken November 14, 2004 and shot by an F-18's gun camera. The second video was taken on January 21, 2015 and shows another aerial vehicle when pilots commenting on how strange it is. And the third video was taken on January 21, 2015, but it's unclear whether the third video was of the same object or a different one. In October, the TTSA signed a deal with the U.S. Army to study its purported extraterrestrial discoveries. Does this sound like a revolving door to you? It's a little disturbing to me. So the military, the Navy, the U.S. Navy randomly gives Tom DeLonge and his friends these three videos and says, by the way, UFOs are real, while they are denying U.S. congressmen access to the same kind of information. Then, a few months later, the Army signs a deal with old Tom. They're going to build invisible tanks together. You can go back and look that up on the podcast, too. This is incestuous, in my opinion. This is not a correct situation. The U.S. military should not be handpicking people and former employees of the government to be in charge of these UFO research projects, especially while they are in revolt to the U.S. Congress and denying Congress access to the same kind of information. This is ridiculous. It goes on and says, November saw the publication of an explosive report that detailed the involvement of two unknown individuals. This goes back to the Men in Black podcast, MIB, look it up, who told several naval officers who witnessed a 2004 event known as the USS Nimitz UFO incident to delete evidence. Earlier this month, Chris Rudakowski, a Canadian science writer and ufologist, donated his collection of more than 20,000 UFO reports filed over the past three decades, plus another 10,000 UFO-related documents from the Canadian government, including the so-called Falcon incident, which Rutowski said beats even Roswell. That seems to be the little thing they tossed in at the end there. These were the 
highlights, according to Fox, of the UFO uh, phenomena for 2019. But I have to tell you, the overarching thing that we see in 2019 is former military and intelligence government employees leaving their employment, joining private corporations, there's multiple ones out there now, that are supposedly dedicated to the research and study of the UFO phenomena, UFO metadata, and crash uh, material from UFOs. So you have these former deep state employees leaving the government. Instead of joining the revolving door of military contractors like we've seen and known about for many, many years, they're going a level above this. Now they're joining the ranks of UFO researchers. Then they're going right back through that revolving door and they're being given, they're being given things such as the UFO video that Tom DeLong's group has. Uh, possibly they're being either given or sold UFO material. DeLong has talked about getting material from government sources. And now that material and data has gone from being in the hands of the government, an entity that we can send FOIAs to and sometimes get disclosure. All this information, all this power is being shifted into the hands of private companies that are largely made up of former deep state employees. This new group, this new private company made up of these former deep state employees still has fantastic access to all their old friends and all their old sources back in the government, which they can profit from handsomely. But now they also have in their possession this newly monetized or this newly monetized data and UFO material that is now off limits to the public. So can you see what's happening here? UFO information, data, investigative reports, and most importantly, UFO material, actual material that has come supposedly from UFO craft, has gone from being in the position in the position of government agencies, to which we have some reach toward. It's gone from being government property to being private property, to which we have no right to. It would be as if you woke up one morning, and every single road in America was a toll road, and you had to pay whatever they told you to pay in order to get in your car and go to work. Now, I want you to think about that for a few minutes. That is the most dangerous trend that I see in this whole UFO phenomena for 2019, and that is the privatization and monetization of UFO data and metamaterial. So it doesn't, have, doesn't matter how many UFOs we see. It doesn't matter how many UFOs we report. It doesn't even matter how much we understand about the UFO phenomena. But if all of that knowledge and all of that evidence is out of our reach of the ordinary person and out of the, out of the reach of the public good, where are we headed with this stuff? Until next time, this is UFO Warning saying over and out. Thank <music> you.